and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Don't adjust your phones, we've got something new to calm your nerves. Brand new podcast, Sing Great Network. Every day during the quarantine, I'll be talking to someone, whether it be a friend, a family member, a peer, a stranger. If you want to talk, I want to listen. But before we begin, follow me on Instagram and Venmo and Michael Block Talk on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time for another quarantine check-in, and this person has a dual life. You may know him as a bartender or know her as a drag queen. It's Steven Savage slash Nicole Anadime. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, I am awake. I have never cleaned my apartment so much. Yeah, I have to clean my room. I really need to do that. It's... I mean, once you do it, it feels kind of like amazing to just see a space stay clean for a long time. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do today is like get a garbage bag and at least throw, throw out the garbage. And then maybe tomorrow I'll start putting things away. Well, I got time, right? What else am I supposed to be doing? I forgot to take out the garbage yesterday, so that's oops. Well, couldn't your roommate do that for you? No. <laughs> that's right, because your roommate left you. In no, he didn't abandon me. He's, I think, coming back tomorrow. Oh, really? Why? Um, I think he's just tired of being around family. Like, there's only so much. That's fair. So then, three days with you, then he'll be back in Jersey. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> so, how how how's life otherwise? How how how's the family? How are the friends? Uh, you know, I I, I Facetime a few friends every day lately, and I've actually never talked to my mom more. Mm-hmm. On the, we call each other every single day now. Our conversations are about an hour, hour and a half, because she's actually working in a hospital. Okay. Trying to, like, keep tabs on her, because she just turned 66 uh, this last Saturday. So she's in that, like, prime target area. Absolutely. Um, so I'm just trying to, like, check in on her and make sure she's, you know, avoiding the right people and still, like, helping people. But it's kind of, it's it's nerve-wracking. Now, is she taking care of people... Um... Who may be have coronavirus? Um, she is not. She actually works in um, her hospital is a sort of physical rehab hospital. Okay. okay. To a larger hospital that actually has like a few cases of coronavirus in there. Um, so she's more involved in like the stocking of when nurses need more gauze or syringes and things like that. Like that's her job. She kind of she's like the barback of uh, a hospital. Gotcha. Just, gotcha. Well, that, that, that is a good segue into our first topic that you suggested. And that topic is bartenders out of work. Ooh, it's, it's a struggle, girl. And that, that one is very close to home for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because you are a bartender. Bartendress, bartender, all of the above. Um, for those who may not know, Stephen works at uh, one of my favorite bars in the world, Icon in Astoria. Um, so I don't know how much you want to share about, um, the behind the scenes of what was going on with Icon as this was all unfolding, but when did you start to learn that Icon was going to have to close? Um, well, we all kind of had like an under, like underlying feeling that it was going to happen probably middle of last week. Cause that's when you first saw when Broadway closed. Right. 
and you know it's serious when Broadway closes. So we all kind of like were a little on edge at that point. But then Sunday when um, they officially made the announcement that bars were going to be closing and uh, clubs closing and restaurants going to just take out, it was literally Sunday was when it like hit that we were all kind of just like, oh, no, there goes our paycheck. Uh, yeah. It was kind of crazy. I mean, I, that night, I'll even say I I had nobody at Icon by that point. So, I mean, it was kind of a smart decision because at least here in Astoria, it seemed people were being smart for the mm-hmm. most part and going out as much. They were kind of self-quarantining. Um, so I actually, I left the bar at 11 o'clock that night and we're normally open till four. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess Sunday was the day that I was like, all right, we, uh, this is my self quarantine beginning, uh, because Saturday did the brunch thing, went to pieces, went back to icon, um, had an edible before going to icon. Not sure if you noticed that one. Um, we were happy. Um, but yeah, we, we were kind of like in a bit of a denial. We're like, we just wanted to celebrate one last day before shit was going to hit the fan for everyone. Um, so it must've been hard to want to know what was coming, but still have a job that you needed to be at and serve people in close quarters. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, like, full. Cause so Sunday I closed the bar down, and I messaged, you know, Petty and everybody, and they're like, oh, we're at Albatross, come hang out. And my first question was, how many people are in the bar? Right. <laughs> we were hit at that point with the, um, the occupancy limit being half. So there couldn't be any more than, I think, 37 people in Albatross at the time. Luckily, there were only, like, 10 people there. Okay. But we kind of all had this moment together before I went home of, well, there goes our jobs for a little bit. Um, but, oh, God, it's still it's still to this day. Like the first day after it happened, I would say was the worst because you, you woke up realizing my job is gone. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, for all the bartenders, we all understand, like, it's not a permanent thing. Eventually bars will reopen. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen and, you know, how soon we can start, you know, making that, making our money again. Right. And, and, and I'm, I'm assuming that, um, the bar decided to allow you all to go on unemployment, which means you're basically released. Um, and I'm sure there's going to have to be a lot of extra paperwork to do once you get your job back. Um, it, it just, nothing sounds fun about this. No. Well, one thing that has been really great about it is, um, a lot of our clientele that, you know, do still get to work from home and they do still have income uh, coming and they're, they're not out of work. A lot of them have been reaching out to us and sending us Venmos for, to help us out with getting groceries, you know, uh, inevitably, inevitably when rent has to come out, hopefully it won't have to, but you know, in that case, they're still helping us out and know that like we are there for them. And then we've also all applied at this point, um, there is a sort of bartender relief grant that a lot of us have sent our submitted for where companies like Jameson and absolute and all these uh, liquor companies have donated thousands and thousands of dollars for this specific cause and helping bartenders like, you know, stay afloat. Right. Um, okay. We're all at this point, you know, I'm, <laughs> I just now got through the unemployment page yesterday after 
an entire day, but I've still not heard back. Um, it's just a waiting game now. And I know a lot of people, even with the unemployment, there's people getting denied unemployment. Well, let's talk about that. Why? Why are people getting denied? Um, one of the cases I saw was a, was a substitute teacher. And because they were only a part-time employee, essentially in that aspect, I think they just deemed them ineligible because they, their work was so sparse in the first place. So you couldn't also justify that, oh, well, they're not out of work because of coronavirus. They're out of work because no one you can substitute at that moment. It, it's like this weird caution tape. And I think one of the other things is that they're being flooded with so many cases. And I, I feel that they're trying to you know, weigh in the options of, well, who needs the assistance more mm-hmm. in a way, even though we all need the assistance. But um, I think they're just, they're having a, a hard time because I feel like they're also down. You know, now, as of today, any workplace has to operate with only 25% of their workforce. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what that's like in the unemployment office, like handling all these cases. And I think it's just, it's, I feel like a, majority of us will get approved and all of us that because it was so sudden will get approved it's just a matter of time we just have to be patient and wait and kind of like be smart with our funding like don't I mean I, I wasted $13 today on a on a video game to entertain my time so that's not really a waste actually if you think about it but you know it's it's all the bartenders all the performers the DJs everybody in the in nightlife like old strong and like Pinch those pennies. We've never really had to do that before, but we got yeah. to now. Yeah, it's it's a very, very, very scary time. Now, I'm sure Icon has like spoke to you all and been like, you have your jobs back once it's already. Do you fear that there will be people trying to poach jobs and opportunities away from others once this is all over? Um, I really don't think so because I feel like for the majority, everyone, like, I don't think anybody fully is laid off from their jobs permanently right i could be wrong but um i think we're all in understanding that our life is kind of just on hold mm-hmm. and it hit pause and then once it starts backing and once we get the all clear from um the cdc and, and the mayor and the governor like i think things will go back to somewhat normal like mm-hmm. and someone's job that was lost yeah yeah who knows who knows well i i have an idea okay um when this is all over i i'm going i'll pitch i'll pitch it eventually to david and everyone but i have a nice this idea that we should have a um um the men of icon and albatross um relief event where all the bartenders perform and drag as a oh. charity event okay <laughs> what do you think i would enjoy that but um the mandatory inclusion has to be both david and nathan must be okay be involved that's fine something we've all wanted to see for a long time that i mean the one person i want to see in drag who has fought it every single time i mentioned it is miss Chaz. oh my god he'd be so good <laughs> i know uh, so this that's my plan that's my hope so now it's out in the universe everyone can listen um and nicole anadime can um be second fiddle to petty cash kidding 
Um, yeah. So what else? Anything else that um, the people need to know about the bartenders out of work? Um, message us because a lot of us, you know, I'm I'm currently here home alone, at least hopefully until tomorrow. But a lot of the bartenders do live by themselves or alone, and we're really used to. We thrive on that social interaction when Absolutely. we're at our gifts. So just like take the time, reach out to your one of your favorite bartenders, give them a FaceTime, shoot them a message, because we're probably sitting here just like doing nothing and we're or going for a walk or something. But just like reach out, check on everybody. Yeah. Now and also send them money. Now, would you, there 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 has been a, a period of your bartending career where um, a drag queen would say for a twenty dollar tip, Stephen Savage would take a shirt off. Um, <laughs> you obviously have to up that game if you want twenty dollar tip. So, what are you going to do f- with your shirt off for twenty dollars? Um. Oh God. Well, <laughs> I will. I'll sing you a song. All right. There you go. <laughs> and a song of their choice. Song of their choice, whether I can hit the notes or not. All right, all right, there you go. You heard it. Are you ready for topic number two? Let's go for it. All right, so kind of in line of what we were already talking about, but a little more political on this end, is the discussion of the government monetary handouts. And will it happen? Won't it happen? Who's getting holds on rent and mortgages? Who's not? Why is this important to you? I think it's important to me just because I, I see everything that's been happening lately, you know, whether, whether you support the person in the White House or not, there's been a lot of gaslighting going on. There's a lot of distraction happening. And I feel like it, these things, once, once they start talking about handing out money, I get nervous because I'm always hit with the question of, okay, what then? What comes after that? And the way that things have been kind of going, you know, there's, we've already seen within stuff passing and voting in the past couple of days, there have been, uh, you know, secret additional laws and secret little things being snuck into these votes and these things passing for dealing with coronavirus right now. And it just, I think people are paying more attention to what's super positive coming out of it and not reading the fine print. Fair. Uh, because I think we're all in a state of kind of, everybody's afraid right now. Everybody's nervous. But I think what makes me so interested in it is I'm one of those people that I read the fine print mm-hmm. before I, I'm, I'm that weird person that I read the user agreement before I click accept. Um, and I just, I, I think people should be very cautious about this, you know, uh, potential, thousand dollar or two thousand dollar check that supposedly every person is supposed to be getting because just as quickly as they're handing this out i feel like they're going to be ripping it right back and demanding it back i i think that is a very very likely possibility because i'm like first question where is this money coming from and why have we not been able to have it before exactly in in this world of bailouts and and everyone asking for money you're going to give us all money but then have bailouts for everyone where again where is this money coming from and it goes back to this idea of what is the oh what kind of politics is handing a thousand dollars two thousand dollars to everybody didn't we just not want certain um uh presidential nominees because they have the socialist mindset 
Well, you're going to let this monster have that glory? That sounds very tricky here. It's a very, very touchy, touchy subject. And at the same time, you have um, today Cuomo says that um, mortgages are on a 90-day pause. Great. What about about, Exactly. What about the people who have to pay that? So are we going to have to still pay those people? So you're helping the people up top. You're not helping the people on the bottom. Well, and I feel like it's still that it's that dumb mindset that they're that they keep trying to push forward of of that trickle down mm-hmm. thing, and it's we've seen it not work in the past. It might work this time, but we've seen it not work in the past. But also, um, you know, with these handouts, what does that do then for those of us that have applied for unemployment? Does that then make us ineligible for the unemployment now that we've gotten this massive check already from the government? Right, or and are are you even allowed to not accept this check from the government? Right. So it's it's just a lot to question. And, you know, the one thing I think they still need to focus on is, or one thing, actually, what I will say, because every time you turn on the TV, whatever, like, I try to watch The View, I try to get what Whoopi is saying, and she keeps getting cut off these days. Um but one thing that happened, I think, today that it kind of shook me about it was, oh, am I forgetting it already? I just got so excited about this when you were talking, and I think I've forgotten it. Oh, oh no. Oh, uh, it'll come back. It'll come back. Um, but no, I think bottom line, read the fine print when you get this check, maybe the cheap. Just hold on to it for a little bit. Don't spend it right away. Leave it as like a little backup money more. Um, in the event that we do have to pay, you know, an interest on this, or we right. have to give it back as soon as this is over. Um, just keep your mind very focused when you're like hearing all these things. See through the gaslighting. See through the lies, and find the truth. Yeah, and I think the truth is very difficult to find at this moment in time because I feel like we're also in a period where who do we trust? We've always had this world where... Okay, go, go, go. Um, um, What they were saying today is they... So they've apparently forced um, more production on the masks and the um, equipment that the medical professionals are needing to get ready for what they're assuming is going to be like the mass wave of people taking up the hospital beds and like the things that are needed by these healthcare professionals to say, to to fight this thing. Uh, 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 Something crazy. The government should fund the production of these and, and the distribution of this. They're charging the hospitals for these things that they need they're still making a profit, and that's not okay. That's why I don't trust these handouts. I don't, that's why I don't trust anything is because they're still looking to make a profit. Sure, absolutely, and it's because of who the president is and the, the background of the career that he has. And that goes back oh. uh, into what is trust and who do we trust and how can we trust them. Because, yes, we, this is nothing new. Certain people watch certain news outlets for their, their source of um, information. And I feel like you have so many of these people trying to share the truths, but who knows what the truths are because when the government isn't even being completely honest with what the reality of the situation is, then how can they report actual truths? 
Especially when you have a president who keeps on referring to this virus as the, as something very detrimental to a group of people. So inappropriate. And we even had, I don't know if you saw yesterday, so I posted about that. And personal, I, I will leave him nameless. Um, he has since been blocked on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, started a very heated uh, thread on my posting about how in his mind and how his mindset and some, apparently some of his, a lot of his friends, uh, that what was said and how this virus was, uh, named or not named, we won't say named what he's been calling it, uh, how it's okay. And without, you know, seeing the bigger picture of how it's wrong, he just saw that, well, it's, a, he's naming it geographically. I said, he is not naming it geographically. No, not at all. All of the, um, one of the first things that happened as soon as it, he started calling it that, Chinatown in New York became a ghost town. People were afraid to go down there because they, by him saying that, associated this with a people. Yep. And it struck, that's where I think all the fears are, and that's where all the issues started is they, instead of, calling it what the um, scientific name of it was, he generalized it to what I'm, what they all think is a geographic name, but it it puts a target on people's backs. Absolutely. Now, if you, if you want to say that the reason why this person um, is referring to it as the Chinese virus is because it not it only origin, originated there, but because their government covered it up, blah, 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 and they are the cause of this happening, that's one thing. Then you need to be a political um, mastermind and also put sanctions on that country and say you are to blame. But he is not doing that. He is putting the blame on the people of the country as opposed to the country itself because the country itself helps him. Yeah. So that's oh, why yeah. this is just a very, very dangerous rhetoric. rhetoric and... Um, I don't know how to trust this human anymore because if I have a choice to take a thousand dollars from this man, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I don't, I, my mom told, keeps telling me to do it. I'm just like, I think I'll just like set the check aside. I, and yeah. I, and I think that my mom would as well support me not taking it and be like, if you need a thousand dollars, we'll find it for you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really gross. It's really nasty. And, I I find it really sad that we are all fighting a pandemic that is uprooting our lives and there are still politics to be done. Oh, absolutely. Oh. And he again, he can't even take any blame for dismantling um an entire organization that could have helped in this moment. And that mm-hmm. is a problem. So we don't like to get too political on this podcast, but friends Please vote blue in a couple months. It's hard to it's hard to avoid politics in, in times like these. It is. But there is one way, and that's topic number three. Oh, absolutely. Let's finally talk about something yes. nice. So we are gonna round out our three talks of the day with Stephen Savage, and we're gonna talk about the movies and TV shows um, that we are watching to curb our boredom. Oh my god, yes. Uh I feel like that's all I've been I like today I've had to turn the TV off for a little bit so I can just like step away and get some things accomplished and feel, you know, productive. Yeah. But 
there's so much um, television. There's so much like good movies and. I, I caved yesterday and I brought I I bought it because I tried to get a deal and it didn't work. But I tried. I got uh, Broadway HD. Okay. Wonderful thing. I'm so happy I got it. Um, first thing I watched was Kinky Boots because it's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um. You know you messaged me about uh, that. So <laughs> tell me about your experience watching the Kinky Boots. Um. I had a. I gagged at one moment because. <clears throat> If you know me, you know one of my favorite songs in the show is In This Corner. Uh-huh. I've had multiple friends do the role on Broadway on the tour. Um, I don't know how what they did for it uh, for this London recording, but for the final cut, the, the actor that is supposed to be singing that song was lip syncing. He wasn't actually singing it live. I was Bad. like, oh, I've seen him. Which, you know, in the long... In hindsight of that, that's amazing for that actor. Because <laughs> that yeah. is a thing. Um, but it just made me laugh. Because it also, um, I was talking to uh, Joey Paradise about it, actually, too. And it adds an extra element to the character. Because it actually is really interesting to watch the person, like, lip sync and move their mouth in crazy ways. To <laughs> I'm assuming that they recorded previously. Right. Um, but I thought it was so fun, and it was just uh, it's such an uplifting show, and that's why I think I started with that because it's so it has such a positive message, and it like just puts a smile on my face. Well, then maybe maybe one of your twenty dollar um, uh, naked lives things should be something from Kinky Boots. Oh, maybe wearing Kinky Boots. Wearing Kinky Boots. I have so many pairs now. Do wow, you have okay. red ones? I don't. Petty wow. has red. Her shoes are smaller than mine. Oh. Like not. <laughs> Damn it! Okay, yeah. so you love the kinky boots. What else have you been watching, or what else is on your queue? Um, I always find myself watching American Dad. Um, okay, the humor is so funny. The things, uh, anything that Roger or Francine get involved in, it literally seems like some sort of adventure I would want to go in, or an escapade that I would have actually caused. I'm kind of mentally, I'm a Francine. Creatively, I feel like a Roger. Okay, okay. I, as many people know, I am not a um, adult cartoon person. Um, I usually do not watch those kinds of television programs. That's a me thing. Nothing against it to anyone else. So it's just a me thing. Um, I, I, if I'm going to watch some TV, I'm going to watch me some reality TV. Um, cool. I've been catching up on the past season of The Challenge. War of the Worlds 2. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That is. <laughs> you know, Real World Road Rules, you know, how they... That show is now still on, called The Challenge. Uh, so you have some of, like, the people who've been on it forever. Um, and now they have, like, some British celebrities on. Um, people from Big Brother. This next season's gonna have someone from Survivor. Yeah, we're just putting everyone together. If I could actually go back and watch anything, I would go back and watch every season of The Real World. Right? You know what? This is the perfect time to do it. Um, me, you know what? Maybe that's a new podcast we'll start. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, speaking of new podcasts, something I am going back and rewatching, um, myself and uh, Griffin Barr are going to be rewatching all current nine seasons of American Horror Story. Uh 
Um, yes. Griffin is a diehard American Horror Story fan, and I hate Ryan Murphy with a fiery passion. <laughs> so we're going to take each season and break it up into the beginning, the middle, and the end, and dissect each section of the season. Uh, because I oh, feel wow. like Ryan Murphy goes through it every single season, where it starts off strong, you have a core group of characters... And then you start introducing more plot lines and characters and it gets messy. And then in the end, he's like, ah, whatever, I don't care, next season. And it just ties up with a bow. And you're yeah. like, wait. <laughs> or you just put fucking aliens and you still have no answer for the aliens. Um, so, so, yeah, so I just watched the first four episodes of Murder House in anticipation for us recording, I think, tomorrow. And I'm like, you know what? This show started off good. I understand why we all loved it. And then, like, I know what's happening next. I'm like, what the hell did he do? So I'm excited to talk Upset. about it. Yeah. During um what was it? Apocalypse. Oh god. I oh I swore up and down. I was determined that the two kids that they picked up at the beginning, I was like, these are relative the descendants of the babies from Asylum. And went he right just the- fucking abandoned them. Missed opportunity. Oh yeah. Apocalypse, I know I'm gonna be destroying um cults i'll probably destroy a little bit basically anything after season four i'll be like this show sucks cult is still a little hard for me to watch like it's still a little triggering it is absolutely but i'm excited to do this project uh what else am i watching i've been uh before the quarantine i've been watching mad men because i'd never seen it before um really interesting television program i don't think Um, i ever watched mad men it's really interesting to know that this was the lifestyle in the 60s and this is how men spoke to women and how men treated women in the workplace. And it is very jarring and very difficult to watch. But as a piece of period drama, I think it it really was a good television show. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe yeah, I'll try it. I mean, you got the time. What else? What other movies are you watching? Because we haven't really spoken about movies yet. Oh my god. Well, everybody was like taking Contagion to the top of the streaming list. I went a different route. In Outbreak? Story, I decided to watch The Happening. Oh instead, god. Okay. Which was like, oh, this could be sort of similar to what's happening. Like, Planet Earth is revolting. Because that was right about the time when um, they first posted that like dolphins and swans were returning to the canals. Right. And I literally was like, oh, this is what I need to watch. And it actually did. It made me kind of feel nervous. I was I was like, oh, I should lock the windows. Don't breathe in the oxygen from outside. It's going to make me do crazy things. Yeah, I, I decided, I think last week, I was like, you know what? It's on Netflix. I'm going to watch Outbreak. Um, or watch that. Oh, my God. Um, it's, it's a doozy. I watched it on an um, edible so it was a little difficult for me to um, understand what was reality and what was the movie because things very much uh, lined up. Um, but no, I remember having to watch that. I think it was in fourth grade. Uh, it was part of our science um, class that we had to watch um, Outbreak. And I, that, that movie always stuck with me. Oh. Yeah, I think it was the same monkey. Um, I think it was the same monkey from uh, Friends, too. Mm. Yeah, Marcel. Um, what else am I watching? Well, I've 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 said when once um, Disney Plus came out that I wanted to do a podcast series where I watched the entire MCU um, universe 
in chronological order. Oh, you have plenty of time. I know. <laughs> I think I have time to do that, but I want to do it as a podcast. So I have to see if there are people who want to like be a part of that with me. Um, Erica's you know, asked. Yeah. Um, Ryan's favorite film franchise is Halloween. So I think we're going to try to do a marathon of that at some point. Cause I've never seen Halloween. Wait till you get to the third one, girl. You're like, you sit there going, what? And it, <laughs> Yeah, well, he he already he has like three versions of the way we can watch it, and like it bypasses like five movies in each one. But um, we'll we'll figure it out. I, again, we have a lot of time. Um, what else do I want to watch? And and uh, Hulu just came out with the miniseries um, "Small Little Fires" with Reese Witherspoon and uh, Carrie Washington that I'm very excited to watch. Um, I haven't heard. I, I, I've been just scrolling past things that like though you know they put like. Um, things you should watch or like yeah. new things. I just scroll. I'm used to watching. I don't even look at those things. Yeah. Well, speaking of things to watch, um, one thing that has happened in response to our self isolation is the rise of digital drag shows. Oh my god! I've, been, I've tuned into so many of them. Oh yeah. Who <laughs> Who have you watched so far? Um, I watched uh, Jacqueline do her cooking stuff. Um, one of my favorites to watch lately is Tina Burner. Okay. She's made this, she keeps making these like makeshift stages as if she's still at Barracuda. (laughs) And I just die laughing. Like my favorite ones are, and it's probably what I'll end up doing too, is, uh, everyone does their face and they kind of like find like a robe of sorts. So they don't have to do the full fantasy below. (laughs) Oh my god! Sit around your apartment all like for a few hours, like, ouch! And especially like we have neighbors that if I you know throw on heels and start doing a full routine in my apartment, like we'll get some noise complaints. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I I've been thinking about trying to see if like there's some sort of iconic thing we can do, Um, like do an iconic review with some of the girls, just like posting up videos or something. Um, I don't know. I, I want to, I, I think it's a great celebration. Of course, there is some worry that if this is becoming a new reality of possibility, what happens once we come out the other side, are digital drag shows going to be replacing real live drag shows? Can anyone become a bedroom queen? I mean, hey, for all the girls that don't have a gig, there you go. You suddenly made yourself a show. Right? And what's going to happen um, with Drag Race Season 13? We're going to have all bedroom queens? It's going to be a digital season? Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, well, I do have to report some sad news um, from the Drag Race front. Um, I'm not sure if you saw, but production has been pulled completely for Drag Race UK 2. Oh. Because they were in the middle of filming, so they sent everybody home. Um, and because it's BBC, it's very, very unsure if it will get the green light to come back. Um, because the reality is Rue is very busy and there was a very specific time period to film that show because once Rue is done with that, we got more drag race to film in the U S so I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. Um, I know. And that like, I would hate to see drag race uk go they'll have to start with 10 queens or less yeah can't have a gathering nope nope 
Um, and that's what's really scary about just TV and film production in general is how long are we going to have to be on pause before things can or cannot come back? Because, like, again, you have The View, which is still recording, and, like, they're sitting at the new table where they're spaced properly. Um, Well, because from when we've been there, there's only, like, maybe four crew members behind the cameras and maybe, like, two people, you know, backstage. Kind of Because you know that they're obviously operating on a skeleton well i mean that's that that's probably very underestimating what the the team behind the scenes because you have all the makeup artists and the hairstylists and is whoopie doing her own face for the first time ever probably um maybe she just tattooed on yeah is megan mccain doing her own face probably um because she looks pretty bad uh but yeah like that's what's scary is like you you still have the news happening how many people have been cut to make this happen? Is it literally just the producer and the on-air anchors? Like, this is scary. News, and what's funny is The View, I want to say, because I mean, I don't watch, I don't scroll too much on my channels, but those seem to be the only two things actively still filming. Um, Ellie, Rachel, I, clearly I only watch ABC. Um, <laughs> yeah, because a lot of those, they're able to throw on... Um, reruns yeah, um with their um their shows from january yeah but because the view is a hot topics current event style show i think it is important for us to have that show right now um and i don't care if Whoopi and megan yell at each other for an hour every day i need to know what's going on well i i would love to know what's going on but um you, you know who keeps cutting them off i know someone was complaining they're like donald stop talking i'm you're Cutting into the price is right. But you know he's doing that on purpose. <laughs> oh, of course, because he needs to do it right before the twelve o'clock news hour when they can talk about him. Such a piece of trash. Yeah. <laughs> um now when we ultimately come out of this and there is going to be a movie about your experience through the coronavirus self quarantine, who will be playing Steven Slavage slash Nicole Anadime? Oh God, who would I, who would I want to be in the movie? Oh, actually, you know who I think would be really fun and would do a wonderful job as, as me as a drag queen would be uh, Chris Pine. Actually, Chris Pine. Okay, interesting. I, him back in the days of like um, Just My Luck with Lindsay Lohan. Okay, or um, Cinderella Story Two. Mm-hmm. Back when your roles. And, you know, he played Cinderella's Prince in Into the Woods. Okay. And I Cinderella's Prince in Into the Woods. So, we're already there. Okay. Now, obviously, this is a movie, so we can make things up. Who's going to play your love interest? Oh, God. Ryan Kelly. <laughs> Who's Ryan Which, Kelly? He was in... Uh, this makes it sound so funny. Um, he was in the live-action Ben 10 movie as Ben. Um, and then he's most famously lately known for uh, being in Teen Wolf as the sheriff's deputy, who okay. was also the help. Every time he like used his like werewolf style powers, he basically burned his clothes off. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he's also if you've ever seen my phone, he's my background. So he's my, oh. my man every day. Okay. Uh, okay. Inspiration. Um, 
I think we'd get along great. <laughs> okay. All right. I, um, now, along along with all that, are you staying active on the apps? Um, you know, for a while I deleted them. Um, they're deleted off my phone, but I then re-deleted, I re-added them on my iPad. And just for kind of like social inter- interaction, I've gotten on and I'll like talk to some people, but it drives me insane. The number of people, even like today, people are like, hey, are you hosting? Do you want to come over? And I'm like, no, I'm trying to like end this pandemic. Like yeah. why are you? Why can't we just go back to the days of like AOL instant messenger chat rooms and do the digital thing? Like save yourselves out for just a hot minute. Yeah. Like I, I, there's literally like, if I don't know you personally, you're not coming over my apartment. It's like not going to happen. Friends. Uh, I've had some friends invite me to come up to Washington Heights and I've just told them like, guys, that's too close to a lot of people. Like at least in Astoria, we're very spaced out. Exactly. Um, like I like I invited you to do this at my apartment because we live close enough and it's fine. It would have been okay. Someone else, I don't think I would be okay with. It's just I want us all to be safe and and happy. Like I'm I'm sure I'll be seeing people soon. Um, well, and I've been a hypochondriac lately. Like every time I feel oh, like fully me too. I've been running to the bathroom, getting the thermometer, checking my temperature. Like I I've, I've been going crazy because now I've never been like. Oh, no, do I have it? Yeah. Well, because, like, my big thing is, like, I have allergies. So we're in allergy season. What is this? What do we got? Today. Is it today or is it tomorrow? Is it the first official day of spring? I think it's tomorrow. It's, I, knew it, I know it's coming soon, and they're like, we're nervous. People are going to try and go outside. I'm like, no, it's supposed to thunderstorm. Thank God. Yeah, fully. Like, what, what am I supposed to do without brunch for the next couple weeks? Well, we liquor stores are still open, girl. Uh, yeah, but that's okay. that's technically not bottomless uh, mimosas. If you buy enough champagne, it is. <laughs> that's true, I, but I can't afford all the champagne. Well, hopefully someone else can. They, they're still salaried, so they can handle right. that. Um, but you for now, me in liquor. <laughs> yeah, right. For now, as Celine Dion said, I am all by myself. Absolutely. I'm just staring at Petty's wig every time I get lonely. I'm like, hey, girl. <laughs> Which one? Um, the one she wore to the Glam Awards that Mark did for her. Oh, the pretty it one. It lives in the, gorgeous the like, dining table. Gotcha. Well, I have one final question to ask you as we wrap this up. What are your hopes and goals <laughs> for coming out of this? What do you plan on doing when we're all said and done with coronavirus? Oh, my God. I want to... <sighs> A, get back to work because I miss being at the bar. And, you know, technically I've only missed one shift because I work Wednesdays. Um, but I'm just ready for people to, like, go forward with this mindset of, like, how we are taking care of ourselves, you know, washing our hands, being conscious of what we're touching and things like that. Like, we kind of slipped away from it uh, for a long time and got kind of lazy. But I, I think people are going to be more conscious Yeah, going forward. They're doing what they're touching, who they're around. Um, but also like moving forward as we in the community love to do is we move forward with love and the amount of support that we've been getting through this, uh, from our family members, from our allies, from the bar patrons, the bar family 
everybody's been so wonderful. And I think we need to kind of have a celebration when we get out. Like, not necessarily like a new pride, but like we need to have something to to mark. Yeah. Coming out of this event in our lives. Coming out the other side. Yeah. I mean, this really has been the worst episode of Black Mirror that we've all experienced. Oh my god. And for once, it's not involving... Uh, fucking uploading your brain. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Well, where can the people find you on social media and Venmo? Um, if you're looking for uh, Steven's stuff, uh, it's on Instagram at Steven uh, with a PH dot like a period and savage. Uh, my Venmo, if you feels so kind is just Steven Savage. There's no period in the middle because I was able to snag that one before somebody else took it. Um, if you're looking to see all things Nicole and a dime, uh, she is on Instagram at dime queen NYC. It's D Y M E Q U E E N N Y C. And uh, coming up in the next couple of days, she might be posting some, some fun videos or some photos or something just because she's been trapped in the closet far too long because of all this. Yes, she has. (laughs) Steven, thank you for being a part of this and chatting with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. A huge thanks to Steven for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.